Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. Um, this is my Monday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, if this is your first time hearing my voice, um, or if you're watching and you're seeing my face and you're like, I don't know who this is, uh, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I am the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So things like making sure you have your articles of incorporation, getting your EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, making sure you have uh, appropriate contracts for clients and partners, um, brand protection strategies so people don't steal your business ideas, uh, and hiring and training strategies so that you don't get sued for discrimination. I help you do all of these things and more. If you're wondering why I'm qualified to help you do these things, I'm very happy that you asked. I am a licensed attorney. I have been one for 15 years and counting. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you guys have amazing business ideas, and if you're going to be successful, there are just some things that you need to know. There's no way around it, okay? So that is why I am here. Um, so this is a time, you know... So if you're in the startup phase of your business, or even if you've been in business for a while, but you're really trying to level up and, and make sure that everything is legit, hit me up, get in contact with me. The best way to do that is to go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Uh, that is um, in my bio on Instagram. It's on Clubhouse. It's, it's Facebook, YouTube. It's everywhere. There you can... Um, schedule a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client. Uh, you can also download the free BizLaunch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less, okay? Um, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is also where you can access my digital products. Um, so I ha the, uh, for the month of January, we've been talking about business entities. So I've got the business entities um, video training bundle. We've also got, uh, since February is starting, we're going to be working on EIN numbers and DUNS numbers. So you're going to be able, um, so you can pick up the, the EIN and DUNS number trainings. Okay. All that's available at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That's also where you can, uh, pick up, uh, oh, well, not pick up, but subscribe to my different social media platforms. Okay. So that is who I am and what I do. But now let's get to the reason why we are here. The, the, the reason for this broadcast, um, or how it works, I should say, is that I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you guys send to me in my inbox, um, anywhere that I find inspiration in, in a story that will have a lesson that we can learn as business owners, um, I bring it to you guys, we talk about the facts, and we pull those lessons out, okay? So this is a time for you to get involved. Please don't be shy. Ask your questions, give your comments on Clubhouse. If you've got a question, you know, just be sure to raise your hand, and I'll bring you up to the stage. Um, but yeah, it, this is a lot more fun when we are all involved, okay? And just think about when you were in school. Did you like it when the teacher was just lecturing you or when it was a discussion amongst you, the teacher, and all of your classmates, okay? Um, yeah, so that is what we do. And hey, Celeste, 
And uh, we are about to get started right now, but we are going to start with our NPL nugget. What is our NPL nugget? It's a quick little business tidbit that I teach you at the beginning of the show. Like I said, for the month of January, we have been covering business entities, and this is the last day of January, so I'm giving you the last bit of business entities, okay? We've talked about um, unlimited and limited liability companies. We've talked about sole proprietorships and partnerships. We've talked about LLCs, and today we are talking about corporations, okay? Corporations are um, legal structures. They're considered people in the eyes of the law. I'm, did I go over this last week? I can't, even if I did, whatever, it's good to review, right? So a, a corporation is essentially considered a person by the law and um, it, it creates a lot of separation in um, between your personal and business finances. But um, another thing about a corporation, there are three different types of corporations. You have C-Corps, S-Corps, and B-Corps. Now, what are the difference between these types of corporations? Depending on the type of corporation that you choose, it can limit the amount of investors that you can have. It may limit where your investors are from. Um, there may be extra requirements, uh, you know, depending, especially if you're a B corporation. Um, so if you're going the corporate route, the corporation route, it's really important that you know which type of corporation that uh, you want to set up, okay? So uh, if you want the full scoop on business entities, make sure to pick up the business entities uh, video training um, at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. And join the craft room, just joined. Um, that's my girl. She's my. She taught me how to do reels, and she's also an amazing custom tumbler maker and custom item maker. She's awesome. Check out join the craft, craft room on Instagram, okay? All right, but we have gone through our intro, so now it is time to get... Um, our stories started, all right? Our very first story. So this is based on a show that just came to Netflix called Startup, all right? If you have not seen Startup or um, and, and you plan to watch it, there are going to be spoilers. So if you don't want spoilers, maybe you want to skip this story or, I don't know, cover your ears. But because of the lesson that I really need y'all to understand, I am going to be giving spoilers about the series startup on Netflix, okay? So, here, uh, here is the, the basic premise. There is um, a woman named Izzy. She is um, a coder, right? And she creates a cryptocurrency. Y'all know cryptocurrency is all the rage now. Um, Izzy's trying to get funding for her cryptocurrency. She meets a guy named Nick. Nick wants to invest, but Nick is broke. Um, but Nick's dad gave, um, who is, you know, a criminal gave him some money to hide. So Nick takes the money and invests it, um, into Izzy's cryptocurrency. What he doesn't know is that the money that he invested belonged to a gangster by the name of Ronnie. Anyway, through, um, a series of, you know, circumstances Izzy, Nick, and Ronnie, they all start working together. They all buy into to, to this cryptocurrency, you know, and they're trying to build this business to the point that they get the attention of a much larger tech company that wants to buy them, right? So, um, now, Izzy, Nick, and Ronnie, while they were working together, yes, his, yes, his father is a criminal. Yes, he is a criminal. Hey, Margaret. Now, Izzy, Nick, and Ronnie—they're trying. Um, they get they get the uh, the attention of this big tech company, right? Um, now, they did not have a written agreement between them. They were just working off the strength of, you know, we're we're in this together. This is our company. 
But when this big company comes in and wants to buy them, they tell Izzy, hey, we want you on the board, but not the other two. So because Izzy doesn't have a written agreement with Ronnie and Nick, she basically goes and sells the company or um, and um, to this bigger company and, and becomes a quote-unquote partner. So that is step one, right? She, these people, uh, the, the gangster Ronnie and Nick, they invested this money. They invested $300,000. And because Izzy and them did not have a written contract, they were, you know, she was able to just cut them out of the deal. Guys, you really need to have written contracts so that stuff like this doesn't happen to you. Maybe not on this large of a scale, but if you don't have a written contract, there's no proof that you have ownership of something, right? Especially if it's a, if it's a company. Okay. Um, so that is lesson one. Then the second part, after Izzy sells her company to this bigger company, um, when she sold it, they said, hey, we're bringing on a third partner. So we are all going to be one third equal partners, right? So you've got Izzy, you've got the big company Axis, and then you've got this other company, EverReady. What Axis didn't tell Izzy is that they own EverReady. And so that basically gave Axis a two thirds ownership of um, the cryptocurrency and they shut Izzy out of her own um, her own creation. They literally locked the doors on her because she did not read the contract and did not do her due diligence in finding out who owned the other company, okay? So th when I saw this scene, I was so like, this is the perfect example of why you guys need contracts, okay? You can literally be shut out of your own business. I have a, a colleague of mine in real life who, you know, was in a relationship for three years. They were running a business together. They didn't have any contracts. The relationships went sour and my colleague's partner shut them out of the business. Literally, they couldn't come in the store. They, their name was on none of the paperwork. So it is really important that you have contracts in place so that you have written proof of what is yours and wh what you are a part of, okay? Um, so now, startup, there's a whole lot more to it than that. I really, I really um, suggest that you guys take a look at it. It is an amazing show um, and it is a very prime example of the things that you have to do, you know, when you're a startup and, and being legitimate. So check it out. Okay. So that is, um, our first story of the night. Get your contracts together, write it down. All right. Next story that we are talking about this evening. If we have any Wu-Tang Clan fans in the house, please give me a W in the comments. If you are a Wu-Tang, hold on. We have a comment from um from join the craft room uh join the craft room said effed up i had a partnership before and we had a partnership agreement and i'm so glad we did because the way we split needed to have a contract because it wasn't pretty you see it is really important to have contracts because even you can go into contract with your spouse with your best friend you never know what's going to happen, okay? Um, since it 39 said that is an old show. It is an old show. It was originally a crackle show, but nobody was watching it, I guess. So Netflix bought it and people really like it now. Um, well, Sincere, I read. I was trying to figure out if they were going to do a season four and there's nothing concrete about that. 
Anyway, but we are all here. You know, Wu-Tang is for the children, and we are for Wu-Tang, all right? <laughs> anyway, I'm sure that you guys have seen uh, Wu-Tang t-shirts. You may have seen them in Walmart, in Target, um, all over the place, right? Um, the the Wu-Tang Clan symbol is very famous, right? Um, and the Wu-Tang Clan, prior to just recently, they used to license out the use of the Wu-Tang symbol, meaning P, um, companies would pay them to be able to use the Wu-Tang logo on merchandise. And then, you know, Wu-Tang Clan would get a piece of it. However, now Wu-Tang Clan, particularly RZA, they are taking a more hands-on approach in their um, merchandising. They have started a merchandise store called the Wu-Tang Clan's Official, official Merch Store. Um, merchandise store, uh, where you're going to be able to get, um, you know, limited edition items and information about Wu-Tang Clan, right? Um, uh, but, you know, now that they are taking on the, um, taking on the production of their merchandising themselves, it is their responsibility to, you know, make sure that there's no competition for their product out there. So now that Wu-Tang is taking a more hands-on approach in their merchandise, they are finding that there are tons of companies that are out there making bootleg Wu-Tang merchandise. Um, Sincere39 said, doesn't RZA own the rights to everything? Yeah, I think he owns the rights to the, to the, to the um, logo. Celeste said, that's smart for them. They have generations of fans. They do, they do. Um, so now RZA, most specifically RZA, um, is going forth with this Wu-Tang Clan merchandise, and he is, you know, upset because there are tons of people out here making fake Wu-Tang merch, and he is suing them. Now, um, whether RZA is going to be able to actually get uh, money out of these companies is, um, is doubtful, high knowledge, because a lot of these um, companies, they're operating out of China. They're kind of, you know, mysterious. You don't know who they are. But RZA is suing these companies for um, $2 million uh, because of all of the fake merch out there, okay? Um, this isn't the first time that uh, RZA or Wu-Tang has sued for misuse of their logo. In 2017, a... Um, a, a dog accessories company, um, was calling themselves Wolf Tang Clan, W-O-O-F Tang Clan. They had dog themed shirt and they referenced ODB's Return to the 36 Chambers and RZA sold us, sued them for infringement and, you know, they won. So RZA is now trying to take down these, uh, these China-based, um, bootleggers, um, and I want to see here, let's see if we can get, um, a, a show of hands. How many of y'all think that RZA is going to be able to use the power of Wu-Tang to find these companies and get his money, or at least get them to stop making this, uh, this bootleg material? Um, <laughs> I don't know if there, there was a movie that, um, what was that movie that RZA did? The Man with the Iron Fist? He's going he's gonna to put on his iron fists and uh, go, go find these bootlegging companies. If you think that RZA is going to be able, um, Sincere39 said, how do you control your merch anyway? Um, what do you mean by control? Um, 
Celeste said, get them to stop, but probably no money. Yeah, I think, it, I, I doubt he's going to be able to get money out of these people, but maybe they can shut, shut down, um, you know, the stores. Maybe they'll open another store. I don't know. There's tons of these, like, uh, so because of startup, I'm like, I've become super interested in like the deep web and the dark web. And I'm wondering if you can get like bootleg stuff on there too. Anyway, not my problem. But um, yeah, so Riza is going after these bootleggers and let's see if, if he can be successful. Sincere 39 said, when I was in the Marines and overseas in Japan and Korea, there was so much bootlegged material. Yeah, yeah. Um, same when I was in Thailand, there was a lot of bootleg stuff. Like, my friend bought a, a JBL speaker for $15 that, like, broke in two days. <laughs> um, okay, Celeste said, that's like when you take down a drug lord, someone is waiting to replace them. Absolutely. I, I don't think there will ever be a total end to bootlegging. I think it's too valuable of an industry, whether or not it's black market. Um, some people make their entire uh, <clears throat> their entire income from bootlegging, right? Um and it's just a matter of, I guess, staying ahead of, of the authorities. Hi, Alexander Karma. But uh, good luck to Riza. okay? For those of you who may have just come in, you are watching or listening to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you are looking for some legal guidance um, to help you on your road to entrepreneurship, I want to help you. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for uh, <laughs> yeah, with a passion for helping uh, entrepreneurs, um, and I, I want to help you be the best entrepreneur that you can be. So set up a free consultation with me. Go to Linktree forward slash MPL Consulting Firm and talk to me today. All right. Okay. Moving on to our next stories of the evening. Um, maybe talk about this one later. Okay. Um, if you know who Little Yachty is, please give me a boat emoji. If you know who Little Yachty is, give me a boat emoji. Kalila, if you know who Little Yachty is, just raise your hand. I'm not going to bring you up on stage, but, you know, just give me a little hand raise so I know if you know who Little Yachty is. All right. Um, if you don't know who Little Yachty is, he, um, is one of the newer, oh, awesome, DG99. Um, he is one of the newer, uh, rappers. He has very bright hair, uh, where he wears, uh, beads and stuff. Thank you, Sincere39. Um, and apparently, <laughs> and thank you for the vote. And apparently he writes for a lot of different groups. I think he's written for the City Girls, um, and a couple of other groups. Um, so Little Yachty is out here getting to the bag, right? Um, and whether or not we know Little Yachty, I have a feeling that most of the people who watch me are within my age range, you know. And while I still look young, you know, Mama got a few years on her. So Little Yachty ain't necessarily my bag, but he is a very popular uh, music star right now, right? So his name, his, uh, his face, his endorsement can really, um, can really uh, you know, boost a brand. Well, um... As I'm sure you guys have heard all of this buzz about NFTs and people selling NFTs and making all this money, da, 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 um, whatever, right? Um, and there are tons of people, hey, hun, there are tons of people out there who are looking to make a buck off of NFTs. 
Um, and they're willing to do anything to, to get it done. So there is a company out there called Opulus, okay? Um, and they have, uh, they have, uh, basically claimed that, um, little Yachty, he was funny on Wild and Out. I, I have, I have never heard this man speak. Um, they've been claiming that little Yachty has a partnership with them. They have a whole ad using his face. They used his name. Um, you know, and, and said that Little Yachty has invested in this NFT company. They issued a press release. They did, um, they, they, they did interviews and they were saying that these NFTs, they were going to give the buyers access to new Little Yachty music. And, you know, um, and because they used Little Yachty's name, they were able to raise $6.5 million for their NFT startup. Okay. This is branding. All right. This is, um, using someone's celebrity to make money. And the only problem is little Yachty never had an agreement with them. They had reached out to little Yachty sometime in, in, in 2021, but they never signed any agreement. There was never any, there was never any, um, partnership established and little Yachty wants his money. He wants damages and he wants all of the profits that Oculus, um, that Opulus has made uh, fr from this venture, and he wants an injunction to make them stop using his image, uh, his name, and his likeness um, to promote their product. Okay, Mark, don't know who, who Lil Yachty is. It's okay, girl. Um, so yeah, so this is why, uh, th this is a very big thing for celebrities. When you are a celebrity, the, uh, yes, that is his bag. Um, when you are working with celebrities, they have a right when you use their face, you, you know, if you're using it to sell a product, that is an endorsement and you're supposed to pay celebrities for endorsements. You can't just use their face to promote a product and not get their, um, their permission. So, um, I don't know, you know, how Opulus is going to get around this. Um, and you know, they may have to fork over $6.5 million dollars to little Yachty. Um, actually, no, they'll probably have to give it back to the investors, right? But, but this is why it's important to own your intellectual property so people can't take your image, take your logos, take your photos and use them for their benefit um, without, you know, dropping you a coin or two. So little Yachty, you know, is a young man, up and coming rapper. He's really taking control of his image. He's taking control of his celebrity and making sure that nobody's using his face without his permission. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Uh, do we have any, has anybody here Ever step foot in a Michaels? Join the craft room. There should be bells and whistles going off for you, okay? Um, if you've ever shopped at a Michaels, um, just give me, like, some type of emoji. If you don't know what Michaels is, it is a craft store um, where you can get all manner of things if, if you're a person that likes to make things, right? Um, and uh, what... Uh, and Michaels, you know, they contract things out from, join the craft room said that's her happy place. <laughs> well, girl, your happy place is in a little bit of trouble. Michaels is being sued for copyright infringement. Um, there is a company called Della Morte LLC. Um, and they had designed uh, what they called a vampire bat mug. It was like a mug and then it had like this 
like kind of it looked like carved onto it um like like a little vampire bat it was for halloween right and they had it in michael's the um uh yeah they had it in michael's so um you know people are like oh this is cute the only problem is della morte was the creator of the design and michael's never got their information to uh sell uh, th- this design in their store. So Della Morte is suing Michaels for copyright infringement. Now, this is why it's important to have your intellectual property in order because Michaels is a big brand. They've got a lot of money behind them. Della Morte, they're a small company, probably don't have that big of a bag, but because they've invested in their intellectual property and copyrighted their designs, they can go to the court and say, hey, these people are stealing from us. Make them give us our money. You, uh, There are untold stories of little companies getting a bag from one of the big boys because they, uh, you know, they didn't follow the proper protocols and intellectual property. Um, Join the craft room said they definitely have a lot of my money behind them. Yes. Um, a lot of these larger companies, right? This is why I stress brand protection early. A lot of these larger companies, they are looking for smaller companies and, you know, individuals to steal from because they are banking on the fact that you probably don't have your intellectual property in order. But because we are becoming a more savvy society, a lot of you guys are, are taking, you know, are taking that important step. And it's for reasons like this that you have to do that. So these bigger brands can't just come and hijack you, Okay. So, um, we're going to have to see what happens between Michaels and Della Morte, but if you, um, if you happen to hit up Michaels during the Halloween season, um, you know, and you saw that cup or you know someone who has it, you know, let me know either in the DMs or in the comments, okay? Um, okay. Moving on to our next story. This is a quick one. This is a story of, um... Defending your intellectual property gone wrong, okay? Um, So there is a gaming company called Riot Games. Um, They have a a game that they made called Arcane. It's based on League of Legends. Um, There's actually an animated series on Netflix based on this game. I watched it. It wasn't too bad, right? Um... So because Riot Games, they know the importance of intellectual property, they do have their trademarks for Arcane, for League of Legends, for the images, all of this, right? And they are very proactive about sending takedown notices and getting, you know, and, and making sure nobody is making a dime off their back. But um, apparently their legal team got a little too aggressive because um, they issued... A, a, a copyright infringement notice against a young um, a young Ukrainian girl who goes by the screen name Cuddy Sark. She designed a T-shirt based on the Arcane Flames comic, which is not related to the League of Legends Arcane. Um, so she designed this T-shirt and she put it up for sale. And I guess you know the the Riot Games legal team was just looking for anything that said Arcane. And they filed a copyright infringement on her. She was getting her store shut down. So she reached out to social media and she was like, look, I'm a little girl out in the Ukraine. 
I don't have no Riot um, Games money, but they're trying to take me down. Somebody help me. So with the, with, um, you know, the, uh, hey, with the support of social media, you know, and the public, they were able to get the attention of Riot Games. And Riot Games issued an apology to this girl for wrongfully um, issuing a copyright infringement notice against her, okay? So, um, you know, sometimes, yes, it is your job to uh, zealously defend your trademarks, your copyrights, your patents, whatever your intellectual property is, but you got to make sure it's for the right one, okay? Um, And you don't have to issue public apologies because you made a a little girl in the Ukraine cry. (laughs) Okay? All right. Um, So we still have plenty of stories to go, so hang in there. Uh, you know, grab yourself a sip of water. I'm going to grab me one. We, uh, for those of you who may have just come in, this is NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Um, all of you, like if you're here, you have some interest in being a business owner and to be a business owner, there are concepts that you need to know. It's not just, you know, social media and getting the bag. There are legal steps that you have to take to be a legit business, especially if you want to do things like, um, you know, get business credit, get your products into big box stores, get a federal contract. So I teach these concepts um, using pop culture and celebrity news, all right? If you're in the startup phase of your business and you need some legal guidance, you don't know where to start, I want to help you. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free consultation today, all right? Okay. Moving on. How many of y'all are house hunting right now or have uh, in the past have... um, have been house hunting. I got my house about five, almost six years ago. If you have ever purchased a house or are currently looking to purchase a house, or maybe you just like to look at houses, give me a house emoji. If you're on clubhouse, just give me a, um, you know, a a hand raise. Okay. Um, y'all know this, this, uh, real estate, um, market is crazy out here, right? Like, I'm glad I bought when I did. But yes, if you have ever been house hunting, bought a house, or, you know, just like to look at houses, give me a house emoji. Or if you're on Clubhouse, just raise your hand, all right? Um, Now, if you are house hunting, most likely you're using one of the major real estate um websites. If you have ever used, if you've ever been on Zillow, ooh, hold on. Kalila B has something to say. I want to invite them as a speaker. Yes. All right. Uh, Kalila, come on up. I would love to hear what you have to say. Did I not do this right? Hold on. Oh, okay. Did you not mean to do that? Or were you just raising your hand? Don't mind me, girl. Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, if you have ever been on Zillow, wait, Kalila, do you, do you want to come on? Let me know. Um, if you've ever been on Zillow, give me a Z. Okay. Um, give me a Z. 
Um, and you know, Zillow is a, is a great website. I, I, when I was looking for a house, like I was on Zillow like eight times a day looking at every posting, you know, seeing if there were any new, new, um, houses coming up, looking at all the photos, um, all of that. Right. Um, and Zillow is good for, you know, having really great pictures of the properties. Well, Zillow is being sued for copyright infringement because they used pictures that they did, that they did not have rights to use. So, um, in a part of Zillow's, Zillow's, uh, website, I guess where they show houses that are being improved or, um, improvement photos, they used the photos of, um, a company called VHT Real Estate Photo Company, right? Um, they used, uh, they used like over 2000 images from this company. Now, they didn't know at first that, you know, uh, who they, who they went to. They had used about 400 of the images before they got a notice from the photo company saying, Hey, you're using our picture, our pictures on your website. Please stop. But they kept doing it. So VHT real estate photos, they filed suit against Zillow and Zillow must now pay this company, um, $1.93 million because they use the photos without permission. Now, VHT was willing to go into some type of agreement with Zillow, you know, a licensing agreement to use the photos, but Zillow was being either cheap or shady, or I don't know what they thought was going on. And, you know, they never responded. So now Zillow has to come out of pocket almost $2 million to this photography company because they did not get permission to use their copyrighted photos. This is why intellectual property is so important because you can get a big payday if somebody uses your work without your permission, especially if you tell them that it's your work and they ignore you. Because it's one thing if you don't know it's my work, it's another thing if you know and you keep doing it. So um, at first Zillow didn't know, but then they found out and they kept doing it. So now they owe this real estate company $1.93 million. So do you think that that is um, too much, too little? Do you think it's just right? They use a few, they use like a little over 2,000 photos. So do you think that this 1.93 million, is that a satisfactory award um, for the misuse of those photos? right? Is that enough? Is it too much? Is it too little? Let me know what you think. Think about Zillow. Think about how much money they probably generate, um, their ads and things like that. Um, join the craft room said that she thinks it's fair. All right. Khalili, your hand is still up. So I'm going to see if you want to come up again. All right. Was it up? Let me know. Okay. Um, Celeste said it's fair. Yeah, I, I think that that, that, that's a pretty, pretty fair estimate. That's not, that's not a bad payday. A couple million dollars for some photos. Um, you know, and, and good for them for having their images copyrighted because it's, um, because otherwise you wouldn't be able to do that, especially now in this day and age, the, the, the courts are not accepting copyright infringement cases if you do not have a legal copyright. Now, if it's something from like, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, yeah, but um, 
anything anything recent, you need a copyright, um, a legal copyright. They're not taking, um, there's no such thing as a poor man's copyright. If any of you think that that exists, please get it out of your head. Um, but you need to have a legally registered copyright these days to be able to file a copyright infringement suit, okay? Um, all right. Okay, moving to our next story. This is um, a cautionary tale to you guys. Um, now, trademark applications have exploded. The trademark office ha is basically overwhelmed at this point with trademark applications because everyone is starting to understand the importance of intellectual property. Because of this explosion of you know interests in trademarks, there have been companies popping up that, you know, promise to file your trademarks for, you know, a low cost. Um, and I'm here to tell you that cheap isn't always better, okay? Um, there are several companies that the USPTO, meaning the United States Patent and Trademark Office, they are sanctioning these companies because they have been filing trademark applications wrong or they have been filing them fraudulently. Um, and the USPTO is not only sanctioning these companies so they can no longer file trademark applications, but they are also saying that any trademark that was filed through these companies will be canceled. Okay. So if you all, you or someone, you know, is out there and if you filed a trademark through, you know, not a traditional attorney through like you know, one of these quick trademark companies, you may want to check and make sure that they're still in good standing with the USPTO and make sure that your trademark doesn't get canceled, okay? Um, the USPTO estimates that there, there's about 5,500 invalid applications. Think about that. 5,500 people, uh, you know, may have basically lost, uh, you know, a significant chunk of money because of these trademark companies, okay? Join the craft room said, honey, trademarks are too expensive for that kind of foolishness. Absolutely. Now, look, a trademark is not cheap, especially if you are using an attorney, but the, the cost is worth it, okay? You want to make sure it's done right because the USPTO does not issue refunds. Um, so while there are some things that you may be able to bootstrap, your intellectual property shouldn't be one of them. You want to get it done the right way. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Next story. My plant lovers. Do we have any plant lovers in the house? If you are a lover of mother nature, if you like to garden, if you like to have plants around the house, Thanks, doll. Um, please give me some type of plant emoji. Give me a tree. Give me a flower. Give me some type of nature emoji if you like plants, okay? Now, in my stories today, I asked, I put a, a picture of, of uh, some plants and I asked you guys what they were. Majority of you got it right. Um, a couple people got it wrong, but it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Um, but there, there was, there's a plant called a succulent. If you... Um, know what a succulent is, uh, give me an S. Thank you, Sincere39, for the flower. If you know what, what a succulent is, give me an S, okay? Um, now, 
there, look, if you, you can make money out of anything, okay? I didn't even know this was a thing. There is um, a lady by the name of Andrea Galbraith, uh, the only plant you can't kill. <laughs> okay. There's a lady named Andrea Galbraith, and she is a succulent arrangement specialist. But from what I see from succulents, they're like these small little plants. So I don't know how you're arranging them, but whatever. Anyway, the doll is making her money, making succulent arrangements, right? Um, on TikTok, she's really big on TikTok. And uh, she has a catchphrase for her business that um, is called just suck it. One word. J-U-S-T-S-U-C-C-I-T. Just suck it. And Andrea filed an application for the term just suck it. Um, uh, but Nike is not happy about this. Nike has filed opposition to Andrea's application for the, the phrase just suck it. They said that it's damaging to their brand. They're, it's not a good look. They're like, look, we don't do plants, but everybody knows that we have the just blanket, you know, kind of thing. Just do it. And we feel like this is going to reflect badly on our brand. So we don't want um, Miss Galbraith to be able to trademark just suck it. Um, 76 Grimke asks, did she make that up? Yes, she made made that up. Join the craft room said, what? Nike is reaching. That's exactly what I was going to ask you guys. If you heard the phrase, just suck it, if you were in a plant store, would you think of Nike? Because that's um, basically what Nike is saying. They're saying, like, look, we are so big. It doesn't matter that this lady, what this lady does is not related to what she does. It is still going to make people think that she is somehow connected to Nike and it's not a good look. That is their argument. So what do you guys think about that? Are, do you guys agree with join the craft room and that um, Nike is reaching or do you think that they have an argument here? Let me know if you're on Clubhouse or if you're watching. Let me know what you think about that, okay? Um, Sincere39 said, I would not think of Nike if I, I would not think of Nike if I was in a Nike, I guess you're saying not in a Nike store, um, okay? Sincere39 said, definitely wouldn't think of Nike. Um, Alexander Karma said, I wouldn't think of Nike. Celeste said, I feel they're reaching, but they may have an argument, Okay, so most of you think that Nike, Margaret said Nike is reaching. Most of you think that Nike is reaching. Um, I think so too. I, ju I just feel like the, 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 the environment where you would come in contact, hey, Mahogany Joy, the environment where you would come in contact with this succulent arrangement lady is most likely not one that would overlap with Nike, Right? She's making flowers. Nike doesn't make flowers. Nike doesn't do flowers. And yeah, maybe it sounds close to just do it, but you also have to take into account the industry and you know how um, and um, how this person is marketing it. Okay. Uh, Join the craft room said, I wouldn't think that was a Nike product, even if I was in a Nike store, because it just doesn't relate. Okay. So join the craft room said, I don't care if it was in Nike store. It just suck. It doesn't relate to just do it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this lady, Andrea Galbraith, she's, she's going to try and fight for her mark. Um, just suck it. And by the responses that, um, 
Hold on. Margaret said, I didn't even think of Nike when you said the name. Nike is reaching. By the responses I have here, um, you know, if, if, if we take this as a microcosm of common sense, uh, I would say that Nike is probably going to lose this. Um, I, yeah, I just don't see how somebody is going. It's, it, it's not even just the word just. It's the whole phrasing. Um, yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, between Nike and Andrea, I, for one, am, am, you know, rooting for the succulent lady. Maybe I'll go pick me up some succulents, you know, at the store. This Wait, are they even in season? Can they grow in any weather? I don't know. I can't. I kill plants. Anyway. Um, all right. So, good luck to um, Andrea. Okay. And real quick, I have a question for you guys. Have you guys ever heard someone use the phrase, I did a thing? If you have ever heard the phrase, someone use the phrase, I did a thing, please give me a thumbs up. Please give me a thumbs up if you have ever heard the phrase, I did a thing. Okay? Um, please. Because when I read this story, I was like, this just doesn't seem right. Okay? Um, clubhouse, let me, let me know, raise your hands or something. Okay. I've got some, some thumbs up here. Okay. Um, all right. So I did a thing to me. I consider that. Thank you. Since they're nine. Thank you. Pao Grone. Thank you. Um, I consider I did a thing to be a pretty generic phrase. I feel like I've heard it everywhere. Right. There is a guy on Amazon. Have you guys heard of a show called Clarkson's Farm? It is on Amazon Prime. There is a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Clarkson, and he just basically his show is basically just showing you how he runs his farm, right? Um, and apparently Jeremy a lot um uses the phrase "I did a thing" a lot, and Jeremy is trademarking the phrase "I did a thing." uh, for his show or I guess for merch or something. But in my head, I'm just like, I did a thing is a common phrase. So while yes, you can trademark things in special industries, I just don't, I guess I have to look at the application and see what, what, what class of goods he has filed this under, but I, I don't feel like I did a thing is a, is, is a distinctive enough phrase to, that you can, um, you know, trademark it for your show. Um, I actually, I'm going to do some more research on that. I'm going to go to the test trademark. Guys, if you don't know how to see if something is trademarked, you need to, what you do is you go to the USPTO.gov website and they have a test trademark search uh, tool and you can look up whatever it is that you're, um, that you're trying to trademark to see if it's already done. Okay. So, um, just a quick tidbit. Anyway, so this guy, Jeremy Clarkson is, tr is trying to trademark. I did a thing and I just think it's weird because I feel like it's a common phrase. 76 Grimke said, I hear it a lot on Instagram. Mahogany Joy said that would be interesting. Mahogany Joy said everyone would get sued. Yeah, I feel like I did a thing is super common. Um, but I'm going to look up the, uh, class of goods that, uh, this is registered in, or if one of y'all want to look it up and, uh, see, see how he's trying to, you know, pivot it for himself. Okay. All right. 
And our final story of the evening. Um, okay. If you have ever had Little Caesars pizza, give me a pizza emoji. Pizza, pizza. For a while, I had thought I thought Little Caesars had shut down for some reason for several years. Um, but when I moved to where I am now, there's one like right across the street from me. And let me tell you something: I be liking that hot and ready pizza. Okay. Um. Yeah. So if you, uh, Pal Gronis had had it today, Alexander Karma. Yes, Celeste, join the craft room. Y'all up on Clubhouse, let me know if you've had uh, Little Caesars, 76 Grim. Okay, look, the, the hot and ready pizzas be coming in the clutch, okay, when you don't want to cook. Um, but uh, li- Little Caesars, they are, like like many um, restaurants, they are franchise. You can own your own. Margaret, Margaret has had Little Caesars. You can get your own Little Caesars, right? But... When you buy into a franchise, um, there are certain stipulations that you have to follow, right, in order to keep your franchise. So, you know, like, in order to to stay at McDonald's, you know, there's certain things that you have to have in order. In order to stay at Burger King, and same thing with Little Caesars. And not only on the front end, not only how you look, but in your books, a lot of times when you are a franchisee, you are required to turn over your financial statements to the parent company so, you know, so they know, uh, you know, what's happening and making sure they're getting all their money. So, there is a company by the name of Germa Inc., okay, and through this company, um, a group of people owned five different Little Caesars locations in Seattle. Now, because, again, they were franchisees of Little Caesars, um, Celeste said, oh, well, I didn't know that. I thought it was a flat fee. Girl, ain't nothing flat, okay? They, they, they want every piece of that business, <laughs> okay? Um, uh, like, okay, so they were supposed to submit the, um, the financial statements for these five different locations um, uh, of, um, five different Little Caesars locations. They did not do that, right? So they did not hold up their end of the contract. Part of their contract with Little Caesars was if you want to be able to call yourself Little Caesars and use our name, you got to turn over these books when we need them. They didn't do that. So Little Caesars was like, bet I'm shutting down the studio. They canceled their franchise license so basically they were like you are not allowed to use the little caesars logos you can't call you are you are no longer a little caesars is essentially what little caesars said but this company continued to run these pizza places and calling themselves little caesars even though their franchise contract had been canceled because they breached their contract so little caesars um, is suing them for trademark infringement because they wouldn't stop using the Little Caesars logos even though their franchise had been canceled. When you are a franchisee, you got to stay in line. It's like, you know, when you you in the army or, you know, you, you got to be a soldier. You got to do what you've got to do. They're not just going, and they're, they're, they're a big conglomerate. They want every single one of their coins. In order for you to use the logos, to get certain products, to be able to, you know, have certain locations, 
you have to go through this parent company. So you really need to make sure that your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. So um, Little Caesars is now going after this um, Seattle company for running unauthorized, for running bootleg Little Caesars restaurants. Can you imagine a bootleg, uh, or what is it, a, um, a knockoff little, it's the McDowell's of pizza. <laughs> okay. But yes. Um, yeah, so if, if you, any of you are planning on going into a franchise, make sure that you, you know, follow all the guidelines so you don't lose your, your franchise license. All right. Um, so those were the stories that I wanted to share with you. We can take a little bit of time for some Q and A. Um, if you guys want, uh, I have a question. Celeste said, could they have taken the name off and set it up the same way? where were they going to get the materials? Cause if you're no longer a franchisee, you can't order from little Caesars no more. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah. So what we can do now, um, so I have gone through all of these stories. We covered a lot today. If you guys have any questions about what we covered now is your time to, you know, let me know, raise your hand on clubhouse, um, put your questions in the box on, uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. I am sweating, y'all. I'd be hot. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, yes. So I'm going to give y'all a couple minutes to get your questions in. Meanwhile, I'm going to kind of, you know, um, start our, our rollout. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight on Clubhouse, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the questions, the commentary. I appreciate the company because I remember when I started this show and wasn't nobody watching me but me. <laughs> so thank you guys for um, hanging out with me. Um, if you have any startup um, business questions, you know, you can always set up a free consultation with me. And I think we have a couple of questions. Um, Mahogany Joy said, I wonder how the courts would feel about a company trademarking a common phrase. It depends on what it is, right? It depends. Like, if I am a hairdresser, I can't trademark comb, brush, style, things like that, because those are common in my um, field, right? But let's say I invent something called, I don't know, the hair hammer, right? There's, you don't usually hear hammer in the hair industry. So I might be able to trademark that. It depends. Okay. Um, Celeste said, I guess the Nike story makes me feel anyone can sue you for anything similar. They can, but it doesn't mean that they will succeed, right? You have to prove that there is tarnishment. You have to prove that there's damage just because you say it's infringement doesn't mean that it's infringement. It depends. Like Monster Energy Drink, um, they're always suing people for no reason, if you even think about using the letter M. Alexander Karmer, I'm really glad that you found this interesting. I'm glad you attended. Um, thank you to everybody who listened, who watched. You guys are amazing. Have a wonderful week. Um, please uh, make sure you go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm um, to get in contact with me. I can't wait to hear from you. Have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. All right. All right, y'all. It's going to take me a little while to shut all this down. So I got many, many, stop, many things going. Okay.